As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Let's do it. Welcome to The Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on The Athletic Podcast Network. And you come out, you it's not your night, you know. It's cool what happens. Um, but there's a way that I'm willing to lose, and that's not the way. And I'm willing to lose. It is another edition of Hoops Jason on the Athletic NBA show. David Aldridge here in D.C. with the Wizards are reeling. I don't know if, what this means, but they're playing not good right now. In the Bay, the best team in basketball, of course. Again, second. the Golden <laughs> Second? Wait a minute. Why the second, Marcus Thompson? <laughs> Phoenix Suns. I mean, beating them without Booker, come on. That's <laughs> just... It doesn't count. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the same. Right? It doesn't count. Not, okay. All right. That's fair. <laughs> not, not well, wait a minute. You know, by that token, then Toronto's championship doesn't count. I mean, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, of man. Course, of course, the Warriors will say, but we didn't have Clay. That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. So if, if a play, I think, if I think other the teams will be the best team in basketball when Clay arrives. Okay. All right. All right. But you know, let's let's give Phoenix their time while this wrong. No, no, Phoenix is playing great. Western playing Conference great. champions. <laughs> yes, they are. We got a good guest this week. Very happy he was able to join us because it's all about the Portland Trailblazers in the NBA right now. Well, hold, hold on, hold on. Before we get until to the in, Trailblazers. Until Indy said they're going to put everybody on the block today. I know, right? Forget, forget. Hold on. With the tra- Why are you going to say forget Let's quick? the Trailblazers. Because All right. we got to talk cool. about your sudden, the shade for your Washington Wizards as yeah. if what lulls aren't part of the season? How are you down on a team? Cause Not because they've been what? playing like, they've been playing like booty for like three, two weeks now. No, it's been ter- they've been bad, man. It's just a it's they, just a rough stretch. Yeah, when you they when are you the ain't fifth won- seed in the East, they are. Let me, let me remind you. Let me remind you. The last team this team this franchise won fifty games this season. Take a wild guess. Uh, Gilbert Dem, Anton. <laughs> All right. Oh Try no, no, no! I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay. It was uh, uh, no. Come on. Come on. Uh, I'm tr- it's on the tip of my tongue. You mean the Chris Webber teams? Is that what you're talking about? 50 wins? Nah. Yeah, 50 wins in the regular nah, season. You got it. I'm going Just, with, I'm going with, uh, man, 50 is a lot of wins, yo. Okay, but <laughs> I'm 50, going with Dick uh, Mata back in the day. It, that is exactly right. It's been 40 years since they won 50 games. No, 1979. Scott Brooks and them did, but did they, they, did they, no. they didn't win 50? Right? Won 48 one year. That was the closest. Okay, gotcha. So when you ain't won 50 games in 40 years, <laughs> 40 in four decades, when I, I was a teenager the last time I won 50 games in a season, that tell, they, then you can't just blindly give away two weeks of the season as they have done Me. now. Yeah, but they don't have to win 50 to be good. <laughs> All right. Let's get quick in here because he's waiting patiently. Jason hey, Quick. quick. <laughs> Jason Quick. Our man. Question for you. Pop quiz for Jason Quick as soon as you come on. Because I know yeah, the yeah. Blazers won 50 games recently. Who's the lead scorer <laughs> for the 
Washington Bullets that won 54 games, the last team to win 50 games. Who was the lead scorer for that squad? You're asking me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quick was like four <laughs> when that happened. <laughs> no, I was nine. You were nine. Okay, you're a little older than I thought. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was not following the NBA at that point. <laughs> you you weren't following. I, I bet you. Uh, I bet you. Da knows this. It's Elvin Hayes. Come on, let's move on. <laughs> if it matters at all, if it matters at all, Jason, I would have guessed Wes Unsell. It would have been no. Wes wasn't the score. Nah, Elvin Hayes. Elvin Hayes is criminally underrated. When he retired, game. when he retired, he was the third leading scorer in the history of this league. He was number three. So he does not get any recognition at all for being, he was elite level scorer, like 27, 28 every year, just pencil him in. He was great. Great score. Now, you know, had his ups and downs with other things, but he could score the ball now. Anyway, Quick does not want to talk about that. I want to talk to Quick about his immolating <laughs> Portland Trailblazers team where, where it's just falling apart. And just where, just where 50 win seasons don't matter, huh? Exactly. They win 50 and they're like, yeah, we're supposed to win 50. We're a good team. That's what most good teams say. <laughs> you know? like, so, but Jason, dude, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I'm shocked they fired Neil O'Shea last week. I mean, it was certainly tra- everybody kind of figured it was going to go that way once they said they were going to investigate. But it's an especially tough time to have an interim GM in and be searching for a new one when. Boy, oh boy, the clock is ticking on Dame. It's ticking on CJ. You had a, you didn't read quick story. You got a one-on-one with uh, CJ McCollum. And basically CJ was like, you know, he didn't say it, but the, but the inference was, yeah, it's been great here. I've really enjoyed my time. (laughs) Yeah. He seems to know the clock is ticking. Yeah. I think generally, you know, that is the feeling in Portland that, an era has passed us, you know, first yeah. the Stotts leaving, then the president leaving, Chris McGowan, Olshay being fired. And the roster is not built for the way that Chauncey Billups wants to coach, Yeah, you know, and, and it's, it's evident. We can see it on the court. You know, the defense has gotten worse. We didn't think it, the defense was getting Worse than it has been the last couple of years, but it has. They gave right. up 145 to the Celtics. And, and so uh, wait, last, Peyton Pritchard was clowning them at the end of the game. Is that right? Yeah. Hit Jeez. three straight three-pointers and then had a possession where uh, he took three more in the final <laughs> seconds. And uh, it was so bad that Dane jumped off the bench and was like yelling to his, uh, across the court to his teammates, say, hey, foul him, do something. Yeah, you know, We can't up. allow this to happen. Right? Yeah. So it has unraveled quickly and uh, spectacularly, really. Um, And and it's one of those things where when you see it, you know it, that it's over, right? Mm, I mean, people in Portland remember when it was time for Nate McMillan to be fired. You know, the team had totally given up on him there. I think there was three straight games where they lost by 30 and you could just feel it and you could see it. It was obvious to everyone. And it's that same feeling right now with these Blazers that the time is, is, has come to break this up. And I think to break it up significantly, I don't think they're going to just tinker around the edges. I think we're talking about major pieces being moved out of here. What, what has happened? The two guys in particular that, that really I thought were going to be very helpful to them. Nurkic being back and being healthy, I thought, and Robert Covington, which I thought was a great pickup last year, and neither one of them seemed to be impacting their winning at all. What's going on there? Nurk has been better of late. I mean, he had 31 last night. Um, I think initially for him, they're asking a lot of him because of the way they're finally playing an aggressive style defense where he comes up and, and defends the pick and roll. Um, and so he wasn't quite in shape. I, I I don't think good enough shape to be effective. He was tiring a lot early in the season, getting in foul trouble and he just hasn't progressed. I don't know if his leg, you know, his, the bad broken leg he had a couple of years ago. I don't know if he's 
doesn't have the lift yeah. or something, but he, he doesn't finish well around the rim. So that has been a struggle. And Covington, you know, he's, I, I just think he's old. Uh, I think his knees are creaky and he just hasn't been sharp. He uh, has moments still, but he loses focus probably more than anybody else on the team defensively. And they need him to be like a stopper. They, you know, they invested in him yeah. to be their stopper. They gave up two first round picks for him. And uh, that has looked to be a, a bad deal in, in retrospect, but uh, yeah, that, that is, and, and then also I think, you know, when Neil Olshay came into this season and touted this as the, the most talented and deepest roster he's built around Lillard. He was counting on Lillard and McCollum to play up to their level, if not better. Yeah. But both of them are having below average seasons. Dame in particular with the shooting percentages and CJ's got career lows all across the board, except for three point range. Um, so that has hurt them. Uh, and then now they have injuries. So it's just been, a, it's just been a perfect storm. Uh, and it's it's kind of blowing up in spectacular fashion because uh, while all this is happening, they're all trying to get used to Chauncey and his style, and Chauncey's much more kind of uh, in their face, uh, critiquing, demanding more disciplined play than Terry Stotts was. And I think that is really hard when you know, especially for guys like Dame and CJ, who for almost a decade have played pretty much with no leash, you know, been able to do whatever they want and not really get called out on it. And just kind of had the trust that everything will work out right, that their offense will overcome their defense. Um, but now it, there's a little bit more, um, you know, they're being reined in a little bit more being taken to task a little bit more. And I think that's worn on them and other guys from a mental standpoint. So what, what what do they do about this? Um, for for many people, like this is long overdue anyway, um, right? Especially considering what they have to go up against in the West year after year after year. Yep. Everybody keeps loading up, and they keep running it back. And it seems like now they've got this awakening or this realization when it's almost too late, right? Where now everybody knows they're yeah. at this point. So it almost like kind of lowers the value. What can they possibly do to, you know, renovate this roster well enough? Well, they got, they got to explore what they can get with their assets. You know, what is the market for CJ McCollum? I think they're going to look at what is the market for Damian Lillard right now? You know, he's 31. He's uh, starting to be more and more effective by injuries. Um, you know, he's starting to show some, some wear on, on the tires. Uh, can they get something for Nurkic? Can they get something for Covington? And I think they need to get more athletic, get longer, get switchable guys. Those are the type of guys that Chauncey Billups wants to build his defense around. And obviously it's easier said than done, but I think more than anything, they need to get more athletic. This is probably one of the least athletic teams in the NBA. Uh, and they're probably one of the few teams that, you know, don't have a, a center that you can lob to and dunk. Uh, you know, th their most athletic guy is probably in Sear Little. And, you know, you could probably throw in Anthony Simons in there too. But they're two kind of role players, guys who come off the bench. They need to get um, – bigger, longer, more athletic. And I think they have some assets. It's probably not as much as um, the, the, the league probably doesn't value them as much as the Blazers do. But I think this is the time where you have to try to get something for CJ, see what Dane could uh, get you. And then you consider, you know, is are we going to really do this with who I, you know, I think Dane is the greatest player in franchise history. I think better than, than, um, Clyde Drexler because of the full package of what he's meant to the community and uh, to the culture of the team. And so that's a big decision that they're going to have to make and a, right. a decision that, you know, from a selling ticket standpoint, you know, the, the Rose Garden, the Moda Center, I guess it's called now, yeah, is not full this year. 
<laughs> yeah. It's not full. No, and it that, stuns you know, me. This was, is what stuns it, me. It, 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 that, it wasn't that, full on, on opening night. Wow. And wow. that was really jarring. You yeah. know, and I think a yeah. lot of that has to do with COVID, COVID and all that. But, you know, this is a business. And yeah. they're going to have to consider, you know, can we sell tickets without Damian Lillard on our roster? Yeah. So, you know, they've got a lot of big questions. And uh, Joe, Joe Cronin is going to have to start tackling those. All right. So, you know, I think a lot of people around the league know Joe Cronin, but maybe people listening to the podcast don't really know, you know, his background, his cap guy. Um, I mean, well, let's, well, let's go bigger picture than Joe. If you follow, if you have ever tried to cover the Blazers in any meaningful way the last decade and a half, you understand who the Vulcans are. But again, I think people who aren't immersed in this every day don't understand the kind of unique structure that they have in terms of ownership and uh, with the Allen family now, with the Allen family owning it. Now, Jody Allen, the brother of Paul, the sister of Paul Allen, the late Paul Allen, owns the team. And just kind of how different that is, Jason, than what other teams with regular kind of ownership situations have. Can you just kind of break it down? And Because this explains to me, this may explain to people why it's not just, it's not as easy as you think to trade a player like Damian Lillard or CJ McCollum for that matter. Yeah, I mean, first of all, the, the biggest thing that people should know is that, you know, Jody Allen and Burt Cold, who's the kind of vice chair of the, of the franchise, they live in Seattle, which yeah. is a two and a half, three hour drive North of Portland. Uh, now to Jody's credit, she, she has been in attendance at every Blazers home game, but she's certainly not as hands-on as her brother, Paul was, Paul was involved right. in, you know, he wanted uh, summer league practice video sent to him. He wanted uh, draft clips of, of prospects. He, you know, he was really hands-on almost yeah. to the point where it was annoying. She is really hands-off. Um, but I, I think, you know, the bigger question to kind of step back one, one step even further is there's a lot of talk and uh, a lot of speculation that she might be getting ready to sell, you yeah. know, and that's been kind of the, the hanging over this franchise since, uh, Paul passed away in 2018. Um, you know, I don't have a great sense for that just because Jody Allen never once has talked publicly uh, about her vision or what she intends to do, uh, how close, closely she values uh, keeping this franchise and the family. You know, this was Paul's, one of Paul's passion products, right. uh, products. And so, uh, initially she told me when she took over that she wanted to kind of fulfill and honor his passion project. Uh, so whether, how long she holds on to that, I don't know, but I think that's something that we might get an inkling into how they handle the GM, uh, hiring. Do they just allow Joe on an interim basis to finish out this season and then sell the team or, you know, I think if they do hire a GM and give them a five-year contract, that that's shown a little bit more commitment, you know? Yeah. Um, so uh, it, it, it's an odd dynamic right now. I think everyone is um, unsure, I think, of, of how it's going to play out. But, you know, it, it, it's funny when you talk about the ownership that when Paul was running the team, there were kind of murmurs and, and criticisms that he was too hands-on. Sure, and now sure. with Jody, she's not hands-on enough. She's kind of yeah. a little bit of a distant owner, uh, allowing those decision makers to do their job. And there's probably a middle ground in there that that's the sweet spot. But right now they don't have that. And I think there's, there's uh, questions of, of how just into it she is. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. 
Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Do we know what this means at all for Chauncey, who's, you know, in his first year as a coach, the general manager who hired him at a bit of, you know, peril (laughs) for the decision. like a new GM come in, is Chauncey secure? Like, or is this could be, could this be a short term thing? Which is interesting if they do decide to blow it all up, and the guy who has this way to play that kind of wants to play it a certain way that makes it untenable ends up not being there. So, what does this all mean for Chauncey? Yeah. I've been told right now that he's safe and that they're very committed to him and that they believe in him and. From a reporting standpoint and just watching how he conducts his business and his vision, listening to his vision, I'm on board with Chauncey as well. I, I, I think he's really impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't got the results yet, but I think he, uh, like I said earlier, I, I think there's a big gap in the type of player, type of players the Blazers have and the type of players he needs to run his system. Um, you know, now you can also make the argument that a, a coach's job is to make the best of what his roster uh, has, and he's probably not maximizing that right now. Um, but to answer your question, Marcus, I, I've been told he's safe and that they are are still high on him and committed to him. Yeah, I, I mean, I, nothing surprises you in this league, but boy, they went. <clears throat> To a great He's safe, but they might get a new GM and new owner. <laughs> right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, they didn't yeah. hire him. You know what I mean? Like, so you know how this league works. And it's just it's just not to me. I want to ask you this, and this may be really dumb. And if it's really dumb, just say so, Jason. Um, does anybody ever ask Phil Knight if he wants to buy them? If he wants to buy the Blazers? Does that ever come uh, up? I'm just curious. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Uh I've been told that he hasn't entertained it, but I, I've never asked him. Phil's kind of a hard guy to get to. Um, right. Sure. Sure. But no, yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't asked him. I mean, they're a great recruiting ploy, right? It just seems like an obvious ask of the, of the behemoth. That's like, a, like three miles down right. the street. You know what I mean? Like, right. Um, right. Uh, and certainly loves basketball and certainly has, you know, any number of ways to kind of, you know, kind of break the mold of make of difficulties that they've had in years past recruiting free agents there, you know, which is a difference making free agents there, you know, if Nike can't do it, then nobody can do it. Right. I mean, that's how I would think about it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't custom line of, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) you can literally do whatever you want. Um, yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's just, it's a, it was just a, uh, crazy random thought, I'm sure. Uh, but so, so tell me, like, I think everybody wants to read the, the the little tea leaves all the time, every day. It's like he's like the Politburo now. Like, what is the state of Damien today? Um, I know he's like Beal. He's not going to say it. He's never going to say it. I get it. <laughs> if he wants out, he's never going to say it. Um, how do you kind of, if you're them, kind of get a feel for where this is going with him. Cause you know, he's just not the type of guy that is going to say, I have given up on this franchise. He just can't do it, you know, and credit to him. I actually admire that in him and in Bill also that they won't walk away when it would be convenient for them to do so. But then how do you kind of judge whether it's time to, to make the move or not? Yeah, I don't know, David. I think that's, that's the big question. And that's, that's the crossroads we've all reached and what, what the, I think what the franchise is probably huddling and trying to figure out right now. And I'm, I'm sure Joe will have, you know, meetings with Dame and try to get a feel on 
on what's going on. But I think also they have to look at the organization first mm-hmm. yeah. before Dane. I, I, you know, obviously they should consider what Dane is thinking and think about it, but their number one priority should be the Portland trailblazers. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that gets lost. I, I, I think there's a lot of politicking and, you know, uh, the way this business works now with agents and all that, having their say and shaping narratives and leaking stuff, uh, you know, the team and the organization should be number one ahead of one person and one mm-hmm. player, no matter how great and no matter how wonderful Dame is and how much he's given to this uh, community and to this franchise, you know, it's, it's like whatever they say in the NFL, you know, you're not bigger than the shield. You're not bigger than the organization. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, you know, and that, oh, they, they des- he deserves this. They should do all that. They're paying him very handsomely. Let's not forget that, too. You right, know? Right. Uh, so, I don't know if I answered your question, but, you know, <laughs> I, I think they will consider, obviously, they want to hear and get, get his input and hear what he has to say. But I think in the big picture, they have to worry about the pinwheel and, and the Blazers organization moving forward. Yeah. The, the and what's prob- best for them? The problem, Jason, uh, and you know, we kind of, in 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 a in a different sense, we saw this with with Golden State. Um, the problem is when you end up drafting like this Hall of Fame talent, and after how many years he's been in the league, essentially failed to put. I hate to say that. I mean, they made the Western Conference Finals, and people act like that's nothing. Like that's a, right, that's right, a really right, good, right. like it's a really good franchise. You have some really good years, but right. if the title was yeah. the goal, it's you know, it, if you get a Hall of Famer from the number six pick, basically mm-hmm. on a fluke, and you can't turn that into a championship, it feels like it's harder to do it starting from scratch <laughs> when you don't know when you don't have the hall of famer in your midst right like if you, if you think somebody can right. build a champion it's if you got the core player so to to take to get rid of the core player and essentially start from scratch and hope to find another one feels like a more difficult task not if you're going to extend him and be paying him 50 million dollars for two years when he's 36 and then you know he's breaking down and, and then where are you then you're really starting over you're not getting any assets for him yeah, you know? that's that's the price so you that, pay. That, that's right. That's, the, that's, that's the, what they have to consider right now. Yeah. What direction do they want to go? I think they're at that breaking point right now. But so so my question is: Is there a feasible route to where you keep your franchise core and 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 build around them in a better way, and maybe a less way that's relying on him to be so so great? Uh, to me, the Ben Simmons thing was always yeah. obvious. It was right there. He's 25 years old. He's he's the athlete. You know, he does a lot of the things that they need. Um, It it feels like there is a saving grace without starting over. Uh, Is there a feasible route? But but Maury doesn't want CJ. That's the bottom line, right? Yeah, basically. The guy he wants he wants Dame. That's make him want make him want CJ. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, it's going to be interesting to see if they do decide to trade CJ, you know, what is his market? I, I don't have a great feel for that. What, yeah. how, how much he's valued around the league. And, and that's a big question because if you can get a nice, you know, small forward power forward, <clears throat> some picks or a young youngster, then I think you do that. And you could probably turn this into, uh, you know, a uh, Four, five, or six seed in the West, maybe. I, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. Again, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> again, yeah. I mean, but to your point, no. though, that what they don't sneeze at being a four, five, or six seed. You think, know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's not. I mean, that's not bad. You know. I mean, they made they were in a Western Conference Finals, that's what the I'm perennial saying. top like, four seed in the era of a dynasty. 
Like right. that's not yeah. nothing. They were, they were pretty good. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Back to back three seeds. Right. Yeah, that, right. That's not so, nothing, yeah. man. I just don't think there's, I don't see a way that you get Lillard and Simmons on the same team. I don't know how you do it. Uh, maybe there's a way. I don't see it. The problem is Seth Curry. <laughs> Well, yeah. he basically <laughs> eliminated the need right. for CJ. I mean, you'd have to you'd have to reroute McCollum somewhere else. It would have yeah. to be a three team deal. I don't know. I mean, I'm just throwing this. I don't not based on any report or anything. But would a guy like a Sabonis move the needle? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know either. For McCollum, I don't know. And you know, I agree with you, Marcus. I think Simmons would be perfect. For them, if they could get them, I just don't know how you get them. <laughs> just, unless you give them Lillard, which, and then at that point, what's the point of making a deal? You know what I mean? Like, unless you are blowing it all up and you're just going to start over and you and get go Adam Silver to intervene and demand. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what's interesting, Jason? I, I'd be curious to your takes that you're like the master. Uh, who's, who's the keepable? On, on the roster who's the all right if we're gonna we're gonna rebuild this thing here here are the untouchables do, do the blazers have any no no i was hoping I you mean, would say anthony, 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 yeah. yeah. anthony shown promise nasir little shown promise but i don't think either of them are good enough to say they're untouchable right i i think i think right now the the roster it, it's it's free game, open season. I really what, do. I think they're you, to that point where they have to consider hey, that's all options. That's tough. <laughs> that's a like, yo, you can have whatever you want. Yo. Nobody's <laughs> off limits. <laughs> yeah. What do you think the city's reaction would be if they traded Lillard? For whatever it was, it didn't matter who it was. I think the casuals would be crushed and they would, you know, um, be hurt by seeing him go. But I think like the the diehard cap heads who look two or three years down the road would understand it, depending, of course, on what the haul was, on what you yeah. got for him. And where he goes, right? Uh, yeah, and probably where he goes too. Uh, and I think, I think I could say this confidently that everyone in Portland, if Dame is traded, they would want him to go to a place where he could win a title. Like right. whatever that team is, that is the team that all of Portland will root for. I guarantee you that. Yeah. You know, yeah. he has, he has such a connection to the people here and people love him so deeply and it would, it would make them so happy to see him win a title. Um, but yeah, it would be, that would be a tough day in Portland seeing Dame go. Um, I don't know if I've been around a, a figure in this state who is so beloved and beloved so deeply. Uh, it, it would really, it would really sting for a while. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Yeah, I mean, you that's know what who it reminds me of, DA. You exactly. know who I think about mm-hmm. when I think about the day that Damian Lillard leaves Portland. It yeah. would remind me of the departure of um, Bonzi Wales. Remember when he left? You Jason was like, "Hold on, I want to hear this." <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it would be like. Yeah. Um, 
I, so again, this it gets back to who has the the for lack of a well, I'm not I'm trying not to curse. Who has the guts of the people that are that are now running the organization? Who has the guts to to, to green light trading Damian Lillard? You know, like. I mean, that's why I think yeah, I to me, know. it's like, it's got to be whoever you hire to be the next GM, you have to say you are green lighted to trade Damian Lillard. And they have to know that going in because they're going to be, you know, just vilified for doing it, but they have to know that they can do it. Right. I mean, otherwise, why would you take that? Why would you take that job? Because it's a, it's a going nowhere job. Yeah. You only take that job to tear it down and start over. That's the only reason you take the job. Yeah. I agree. So, yeah. And, uh, so, I don't know. It's tricky. I, I, I do think, though, you know, uh, to your earlier question, I think their first option is to see if they can make an impact move with the people they got have and, and still build around Dame and still yeah. structure it around Dame. That's your first, you know, option. Yeah. You know, a- actually, their, their first order of business probably is getting under the tax line. You know, you, right. you can't be it th- it's this three million? team and, and be, 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 yeah. 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 So that is probably priority number one. Then you kind of look at, can we still be a, con- you know, b- put pieces around Dame to be a contender. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't feel like you can get that, then I think you go to your last option, which is to see what you can get for Dame. I, I don't think it's a, at the top of their wish list right now to, to trade Dame. I hope I didn't come across that way. No, no, no. Um, I know that's not, I, I, no, I, right. No, you I, didn't. I think that's you their didn't. last, I think that's their last option. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to find out what, what, what's, what you could get for him. I mean, I think that's just kind right. of like good practice for any organization. Right. And you have yep. to know yep. what's out there for him. Right. I mean, again, not based on any reporting, but would someone like a Sabonis make sense for them? If, you know, for CJ, for example, you know, I know they have to make the numbers work. I mean, I understand they haven't gamed it all out, but so a all-star level player like a uh, Sabonis who is, it's just bigger. You know what I mean? Like he's just, you know, he's yeah. a legit four. You could legitimately play him at the four. Um, now the problem is I don't know if he and Nurk play together well because, you know, Sabonis is still a pretty good post-up guy. So I don't know that that really works yeah. with Nurkic, but, you know, someone like that, that level of player, would that make sense? Would that help them? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's an option. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I guess I thought maybe – CJ can get something more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. That might, that might be a good comp, a good, a good you know, uh, scenario, but yeah, the Blazers need that type of player. They could certainly use that. I, I don't think, look, nurse in the last year of his contract. I don't think he comes back. I don't, I don't think there's okay. any question okay. about that. Okay. Uh, I don't know what the bonuses, uh, contract structure is, but if he could be kind of the guy who fills that center position for multiple years, then, then you, you look at that. I mean, they'll have Larry Nance under contract next year. Right. I think he, he's the, he's the starting power forward in waiting. I think he'll be their, their starting power forward next year if he stays. So yeah. And then you're talking about, you know, Lillard, Nance, Sabonis, Norm Powell at the two. Right. Norm right. Powell. That, that's one reason why CJ's so, you know, expendable. So you got not Norm only Powell. his contract, right. it's, they got Norm Powell or they got Anthony Simon to move in yeah. there too. So, right, right, right. Um, but th- they need they need wing depth right now, I think. And, you know, it's Karis Levert. Um, you know, is he available? Yeah, yeah. But is he, but is, but is he good enough to... Morning. Well, when he's healthy, but that's the, that's the issue. Yeah, <laughs> that's the issue. Yeah. So all that stuff, I'm not good at. That's what a GM gets paid for, right? right. Uh, you know. Uh, but yeah, I I think it's fascinating times right now for Portland. Is as ugly as all this is uh, appears right now. I think people can see that it, it's time and. Yeah. And, and then once you start embracing and, and thinking about what it, it can look like, then that's when it, you start getting excited again. Yeah. 
I but just, it's going to be, it's going to be a sent, it's going to be a sentimental ride though, too. You know, like CJ last night, you know, it, it, when he texted me that stuff about Oregon and got married here and it's going to yeah. have a son here and bought, bought a vineyard, like that hit me. Right. It, that, that, that really hit me like, damn, this has been an era and it's, it's, we're damn near over. Yeah. And, we're going to go through a lot of that, I think, with these guys. Um, and it was a hell of a run for 10 years with Stotts and Olshay and Willard. Yeah. Uh, eight straight playoffs. That's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. But I, I think Portland Trailblazer basketball is going to look a lot different this year and certainly next year. Yeah. The other thing about uh, Olshay I wanted to ask you about is that I mean, I know just reading the reading you and reading some of the other people that cover the team. I know the fan base was, you know, thrilled and, and delighted, and I get that. I understand that. Um, but what I wonder is, like, were you at all surprised that they did not kind of say anything about what was in whatever report they came up with, other than there was bad stuff going on and, and he had to pay. I mean, and they, you know, they're, yeah. certain, they're, they're under no it's, it's obligation to release the report. I understand that they're, they don't have to do it. Yeah. I just wonder if you were surprised that they didn't. Yes and no. Um, you know, this, this organization hasn't been great at, about being transparent. It was the yeah. same thing with the, with didn't the he Chauncey, hit you with the trust uh, me line. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't, then he, yeah, you'll, you'll yeah. have to, you'll have to trust, take our word for it. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, on the Chauncey investigation. And I think a lot, a lot of people wanted more transparency on just how much they vetted the, the Chauncey allegations yeah. uh, from 21 years ago and, and what steps they took to uh, come to their conclusion that he was the right guy. And they weren't very transparent in that. So no, I wasn't surprised that they uh, weren't transparent in what they found in the Neil investigation. And yeah. um, so uh, you know, obviously as reporters and as I think people in the public and, and paying customers always like transparency, you know, sure, and sure. would like to know why decisions are being made. Um, so yeah, it's uh, a little frustrating. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not surprised because the same thing happened here with the football team. I mean, after a year yeah. of investigation, they literally, they literally didn't even produce a paper. They didn't even write a paper. You know what I mean? Like you, even if you yeah. don't release a document, there's not, there's gotta be a document. You know what I mean? They didn't even write a document. So it's not surprising, but it, you know, it's always kind of odd when that's how it ends, you know, just kind of like, well, we found some bad stuff, but we're not going to really tell you what it was, you know? <laughs> it's, right. It's like right. odd, but hey, it's super the way it odd, right? Super. Yeah, right. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know what? I, I guess I kind of, I kind of respect them just saying that though. Like <laughs> instead of, instead of lying, instead of smear, like, listen, man, we're not telling you. <laughs> right. I'm just I'm to that point where I'm like, I'm just glad you ain't giving me to run around. I'm, well, I'm not as good yeah. of a reporter yeah. as you two. So people, you know, you guys right. get the cold hard stuff and I, I get to run around. So Jason, I'm just happy they did like, yo, here's what really happened and it's all a lie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, that's true. Right. Well, I hope it gets, man, whatever the re resolution is, man, I hope it, I hope it's soon because Portland is, is one of my favorite places to go to for a lot of different reasons. But one of the biggest reasons that I just love, I've loved the fan base there for years. They are passionate they fill that place up as loud in there you know and and i have a real real you know soft spot for for the smaller markets that that make a go of it like to your point jason they 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 got that thing rolling for a decade and they were relevant for a decade 
whatever we think of the ending, they were legitimately a, a relevant NBA team for a decade. And I, and I just really, I just really hope it gets fixed, you know, in a way where they can be relevant again as soon as possible, because those fans have been great for a very long time. And, and can I add to that real quick? Like, um, I just want to point out, Jason, like I'm not as plugged in as you, obviously, but I just want to say there are two games out of the fifth seed and everything has gone completely wrong. And I don't think this year's done. I'm just saying Dame's been terrible. They've lost the, <laughs> they've lost the, the GM. It's controversy after controversy, and they might actually make the playoffs. Uh, yeah. what, what do you say to one last run? <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> I don't looking, think Jason's I, convinced. I don't think you convinced him. He's not, I, he's not convinced at all, right? He's like, come on, brother. I'm, 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 I'm watching the bricks fall apart here. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Oh, man. But yeah, no. To your point, David, you know, you're right that Portland is a special place, I think, on the circuit. You know, as, as a reporter over the years, you know, I'm lucky enough to go to every arena in the, in the league and the, the environment isn't like it is in the Rose garden in yeah. every arena. It, it, it's, it's a, there's a handful of places that every night bring it, you know, yeah. Chicago, Detroit, right. uh, golden state, you know, Portland's in that Portland's in yeah. that cool group of fans that live and breathe by, by the team. And, yeah. uh, so it, I, I hope they resolve and, and set a course sooner rather than later because when basketball is good in Portland, I, I think it's really good for the league. Yeah, no question. And it's just, and it's we just can't forget about beautiful. the Seattle element of this too, right? Like, you know, uh, the, 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 they have already taken the Sonics from <laughs> right, Pacific right, Northwest, right. Yeah. right? So I, I do think there is uh, – a unique love of basketball in the Pacific Northwest, right? I, sure. I do think there's mm-hmm. a, a culture of it and you can feel it when you're yeah. there. Like it matters. Like it's a, it's a part of the Lord. It's, it's just been that way. So uh, th- there's just something and about the Pacific Northwest, their love it's of basketball. It's because it rains and it's, yeah. it's, it's gym. It's being it's in indoor, a gym when yep. it's just crap outside. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's part of our, that's how we get through the winter here. Yeah, is being yeah. in a gym and being, you know, united in that fashion, right? So, yeah. And it's been that way forever I, because going back to the, you know, yeah. the old days, the Drexler days, it was like that. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was like yep. that with Herm Gilliam, you know what I'm saying? It was like <laughs> Herm Gilliam. <laughs> yeah. Look at yeah. you, Marcus. I, I went to I went to college with his son, so I know I got all <laughs> oh, the Herm Yeah, yeah. So nice. I mean, it's, it's been like that for a minute, and you know. I think about like the Brandon Roy teams. I mean, those were just, it was just fun going to Portland, man. They were fun, yeah. you know, like yep. and fun to watch yep. and the crowd was into it. And you just, and with all the, the bad luck they've had with injuries to their, to the big men they've brought there, you just want them to catch a break. You know what I mean? Like, for yeah. them to catch a break, you know, like they could be fun, but they quick, did. I appreciate it, six it man. Picks in the 2012. Yeah. Well, they NBA got, okay, draft, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Oakland. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> great food city too. By the way, yes, great food no, city. Just a, yeah. This is one of my favorite cities. Portland is one of my favorite towns in the league. Always has been, and um, I just hope they can fix it. I hope they, they bought. They, right. You know what? Uh, look, listeners need to know this. They 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 buy us media off. Like that's what they do. The dr- the Blazers are good at that. It's like wine and cheese and grapes and fruit out there. Like it's it's like have, it's like at a country club. You, you you come from the locker room. You're ready to write, and there's this whole spread, and it's like they know how to treat us. Then we no, you know what it is. That's, that's, that's our our PR staff. The Blazers have a great PR staff. They but do. They always turn it up a notch against Golden State because Raymond Ritter, and they're always trying to one up Raymond. You know. Yeah, because Raymond gives us candy. That title, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, candy. Exactly. <laughs> Literally like, gives hey. you candy to come cover the day games. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh man. All right, quick man. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Safe, safe travels, and um, you know, it'll it'll get better. Get ready for the playoffs, baby. Yeah. Get ready for the playoffs. Exactly. Quick. It's coming. <laughs> Watch this, Damian Lillard, turn up. Let's go. 
Exactly. <laughs> I ain't giving up on Dame yet. <laughs> oh, man. All right, you man. guys be good. You too, man. So, dude, I All hope right. it works. I hope it works out for them. That's uh, you know, it's a great, great town, great basketball town. Yeah, How do you trade Damian Lillard? I mean, they're they're, they're going to have to do it. Ooh, that's know. a tough one, boy. That know. is a tough one. I mean, they traded Drexler, you know, and and he had gotten the two finals, so they've they've done it before, but yeah. it's hard. And they it's hard. There might be a universe where they have to, right? Like, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. selling low now. Like they didn't right. do it when it was high. This is what happens when you sell right. low. So. Exactly. Exactly. All right, y'all. Well, hope you enjoyed that. We love talking, uh, going deep dives on certain teams, and that's one of them in the news today. As always, enjoy us on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, all the places you get this fine American podcast. Marcus, if they don't leave the five-star review, if they, if it's not in their heart to leave five stars, what, what should they do? They should see a therapist because they're... <laughs> They are haters, and they need to they, they need to deal with that. But most of them need to keep it to themselves. <laughs> exactly. We don't want to hear about up. your little four star, three star. We don't no, want to hear your complaints. No, just, just go just ahead, and press moving. the five stars. You know, support support two black journalists doing their thing, exactly. and just keep it pushing. That's it. That's make, all we have. Trying to make it in this world, and buy Marcus's book, Dynasties. About <laughs> three of them. What a great Christmas For Christmas. Gift, right? It's a great Christmas gift. It's a yeah. fine, fine book. Bye. <laughs> Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.